everybody, and welcome uh, to the 32nd edition uh, of the Youssef uh, Shaheen podcast. Uh, tonight, we are continuing with Hussein uh, 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 on the second part of kind of an Egyptian perspective, you know, on Shaheen and his work. And this week, we are going to continue where we left off. Uh, and I think we left off in a discussion of Mose Mohadin. Am I pronouncing it correctly? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good evening, uh, Jose, and uh, good to be with you again. Yes. Yeah. So um, we left off uh, last week uh, at the point where uh, a breakup happened between uh, Mohsen Mohideen and, and Shaheen, uh, a professional uh, breakup. Um, so we're actually in, in 1988, 89. Um, Shaheen has been doing films for more than 40 years now. He is frustrated on many levels. Uh, first, he thinks that he's not getting the interna international recognition he thinks he deserves. He, uh, by that time, he had, I think, only one major international prize, which was the Berlin Film Festival in 1979 for Alexandria Y. And he, uh, he went to Cannes in 1985 with Adieu Bonaparte and uh, managed to, uh, uh, didn't manage to get anything there. So on that level, he was frustrated. And then on the uh, professional level, he was also frustrated because um, um, the, the, the actor he thought was the most perfect actor ever, uh, Mohsen Mohideen, uh, uh, was not satisfied and uh, was not happy working with him and uh, uh, thought that uh, Shaheen was actually uh, ruining his career. Um, so after four uh, films together, uh, Alexandria Y, Egyptian Story, uh, Adia Bonaparte, and then The Sixth Day, uh, Mohsen just decides to break off and leave. And uh, Shaheen decides that this is the time that he needs to really um, go back again and uh, do uh, another film on his own personal life uh, to, uh, to make it a trilogy. Of course, later on, we know it, uh, he will not stop there, but at that point, it was a trilogy. So, um, uh, and then he decides to cast himself. Uh, he's, been, he's been wanting to, uh, to, to act for some time now, and he hadn't uh, been here in front of the camera since, uh, at that point, since actually Dawn of a New Day. So, uh, and then he just decides to do it. Um, this might be... And Sorry. Mm -hmm. No, you go on. <laughs> uh, and then he 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 uh, he asks Mohsen to do this one last film, and he literally begs him, uh, and tell tells him, okay, fine, I I I recognize that you don't you no longer want to work with me, but let us just do this one last film, just be yourself, act, don't act as a character in the film, just act as Mohsen Mohideen, who is fed up with Yusuf Shaheen, doesn't want to work again with him. We just do this one last film where we really do the breakup on cinema and then you go and I go. And unfortunately, again, Mohsen refuses mm. completely. And again, imagine how amazing that film would have been yeah. if Mohsen had been there playing himself did, uh, and Shaheen playing himself. Did Mohsen Mohadin have a career, a film career, subsequent to his work? Once he quit working with Shaheen, did he continue to... To have a film career 
Yes, so uh, part of the reason he, he always uh, justified his decision to stop working with with Shaheen was that he thought that uh, Shaheen was an institution, the way he, he, he said it, and that it was time for him to graduate from this institution and to find his own path. So uh, just following that, he um, also at that time, he was uh, engaged to uh, another actress called Nasreen, uh, who was more or, more or less his age. Um, and together they went on to produce and direct a film, which which I can't even remember the name. I think it, uh, I think it was Shabab Al-Hawa or something, uh, which means like youth on air. Or so. it, it, it was a very insignificant film. I, I, I tried watching it. I got, uh, I, I watched like 10 minutes and then I, I just couldn't. So uh, and that's about it. He uh, that film I think that film he did in uh, early nineties I think nineteen ninety two maybe or ninety three I can't can't remember the exact date and then um, and then that's it and then he stopped doing anything he stopped acting he stopped uh, making films he stopped producing and he went to do completely different things uh, I think he went on to uh, produce uh, cartoons for children I think um, and then other things that are not cinema related. Right. Uh, and later on, and later on, he he when he was asked, uh, because now he's back. Now he's trying to come back uh-huh. to acting, but he's too old. I mean, he's not too old, but I mean, he could have done much, much uh, a much. He, he could have had a much better career. Yeah. Um, and he always he he now he claims that the reason he couldn't uh, continue was because of the Gulf War in nineteen ninety, uh-huh. and how it ruined ruined the cinema industry in Egypt, which is just completely uh, not accurate. Right. It might have ruined the second degree uh, VHS uh, cinema production, which was not what he was doing at the time. Mm. Uh, but that's that's how it happened. So it's ironic, really, because, you know, the idea is that the um, collaboration with Shaheen was limiting his career, whereas, in fact, once he stopped working with Shaheen, he no longer he didn't have really a career in cinema subsequent so so uh kind of a sad story really and and also a sadness for shaheen cinema because i do think that he was wonderful in those films and he had like a really lively you know he had a camera face that registered emotion uh and and liveliness i think uh, very well so i do think that uh, shaheen cinema missed him right but but clearly kind of, you know, he didn't really have a career outside of Shaheen cinema. Is that fair to say? Yes, uh, I think his later career following his breakup with Shaheen was very insignificant. Right. Uh, so this might uh, be I, a I good moment to go back to Shaheen's career. Yeah. So I think one of the, mm-hmm. one of the joys and, and pleasures of having you here is, you know, that in many ways we're very, you know, we're very ignorant about Egyptian cinema and, in fact, about Shaheen, right? So, you know, we are looking at this work as film lovers, as cinephiles. You know, I am, a, a, you know, a teacher in film studies. So, you know, I know about film studies, but not about Egyptian cinema very much, really. So, you know, so this is an opportunity for you to fill in some of the gaps, you know, of our knowledge. So maybe go back chronologically and kind of, you know, you decide kind of which films, uh, you know, there are things that you you think it might be uh, useful to know, something that we might not have provided yet. So yeah. over to you. So I think, yeah. yeah, so I think to start with, I think that um, 
we need to find a way for you guys to to see the films that you have missed yes. so far. <laughs> so uh, from the very early ones, we have, of course, you've seen uh, Father Amin, uh, but you haven't seen the second one, which was uh, Nile Boy, mm-hmm. um, which is quite a significant film because um, that was his first uh, uh, film, the, the first film that he went to an international festival with. He went to Cannes in uh, 1952 uh, uh, with it, uh, or was it 51, 1951? And um, so, so Nile Boy was uh, a very important film in his career, and uh, and it's quite a good film actually. Uh, it's about uh, somebody from southern Egypt, uh, a peasant who just hates being a peasant. Um, he has a relationship with Fatin Hamama, who was uh, acting with uh, the protagonist uh, in the film, and then um, they get married. Um, he thinks that she dies in in, in childbirth. He escapes and then he goes to to Cairo where he gets involved with uh, in some um, illicit uh, business. Uh, and then the story goes on and then he has to go back and I just don't want to burn it for you. So um, so Nile Boy was 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 quite important. Uh, following that, there were uh, a few films. Um, there was the uh, the Jester, the Big Jester, which was uh, not quite important, uh, and then. And then there is Lady of the Train, and Lady of the Train is quite a it's quite a nice film because it uh, it stars Laila Murad, uh, who was um, like a diva of Egyptian cinema in the thirties and uh, and forties, up to the fifties. Um, it's a kind of a musical about, uh, and it it's, it's kind of a little bit like, uh, Silence on Tour, uh-huh. uh, but much much better because it uh, it also tells you the story of uh, a singer, a famous singer uh, who has uh, a husband who is a gambler and who uh, loses all his and her money uh, in gambling. And then um, there's an accident, she disappears. And then it's, it's quite of a thriller as well, because uh, there's a quite of a, uh, of a crime element in the film. Um, and then uh, and Lady of the Train is, uh, has also been magnificently restored. So uh, unfortunately, I'm not sure. It's not available with English subtitles, unfortunately. Maybe I, I should do that one day. Um, and then following that, of course, uh, there is uh, Blazing Sun, which is one of the classics of Egyptian cinema. Nobody uh, in Egypt doesn't know Blazing Sun. Actually, most people don't even know that it's, just, it's a Shaheen film, but they know the film. Because, of course, uh, Omar Sharif, Fatin Hamama, so... That's part of uh, our childhood growing up, watching, uh, watching Blazing Sun. And then we come to, to uh, 1958, to Cairo Station. And uh, here is uh, where I want to really stop a little bit and dwell on, on it. Yes, because in Cairo Station, it was the... Yeah, so Cairo Station was the, the first film where, where he actually decided to do the role. And uh, there's a story that, uh, that goes around that he was not going to do the role that there was another character there there was another actor uh, who was supposed to do the role and then uh, they had decided everything they had signed the contract and everything and then Shaheen suddenly decides that no I'm gonna just put this guy out I'm gonna do it myself Uh, Shaheen has always denied this story but he has denied it in a laughingly so it's probably true (laughs) so well he was was a trained actor wasn't he you know so 
I think it's it's it was a magnificent film, and uh, the, the 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 character of Kanawi was uh, a magnificent uh, show show by Shaheen. And this film actually, uh, it was an, an an utter failure when it was first shown. Uh, people were so angry with it. Uh, at one point, uh, at one one of the cinemas, they even destroyed the cinema, demanding for a refund of their tickets. And the, the, the reason for that at that time was said that people were not uh, used to seeing the the main protagonist of a film being a, a cripple who is just uh, who's looking for love and not getting it. The, so at that point, Egyptians were used to the um, the protagonist being the, the handsome, the strong guy who beats everybody and ju- just wins the love of his uh, of his amour at the end of the film and that wasn't the case so people were so angry with the film of course later on people realized how amazing it is uh, and uh, what's really significant about this film is the way he he managed to to bring the entire country or the entire uh, uh, society into this particular one day in the life of Cairo station mm. and Cairo station in Egyptian in Egyptian uh, collective memory is a very important place Tell, tell me more about that. Yeah, so the train station itself is a very important place uh, because that's uh, that's where that's that's the place you first set foot on when you go to Cairo, and in in you know in the in the collective Egyptian conscience conscience, going to Cairo is 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 the dream. So for people who from the provinces, from the south, from 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 the Delta region, like going to Cairo is 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 where you make it. Is is it's like going to the big city and uh, the, the getting the better life. So Cairo station is is really significant. It's uh, and it has always been, and uh, to the extent that actually, after the nineteen fifty two, uh, a huge statue of King Ramses was put just outside the station. It's it you can see it in the film actually. The one at the fountain. I remember, yes. Um, yes, uh, that uh, that statue was put there by President Nasser, and the 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 name of the of the place, the whole place was changed. It was called Bab Al Hadid back then, and then it was changed to Ramses Ramses, after the after the after the the uh, the king, the the statue of the king. Uh, so uh, now, Cairo Station remains one of the classic Egyptian films, loved uh, by so many, uh, very contrary to what it was when it was first shown uh, back at the time. And it remains one of his favorite films, actually, one of Shaheen's uh, favorite films. Um, So after that, uh, following uh, Cairo Station, of course, he goes on and um, he, the failure of Cairo Station led to uh, a few years of depression with Shaheen. Uh, not 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 knowing what to do next he uh, by that time he had done a few films uh, but most of them were not really a success and and then he started uh, thinking okay so i'm going to do just commercial films to 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 earn some money because at that point he, need, he really needed to earn some money and that's where he did the four films which i call the uh, turn of the decade films before we go on to those can you tell uh-huh. me a little bit about Dark Waters? Yeah. Uh, yes, Because that sure. is one that yeah. we have been able to see here. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, I, I think it's, it's quite a good genre film. Yeah? And it's wonderful to see Fatima Mahama and Omar Sharif together. I mean, they're really 
stars. Yeah, kind of, it's a pleasure just looking at them. So, is that a popular film in kind of you know an Egyptian cultural memory? Is that something that is that is widely seen? Um, or no, no. And, and no, for some reason, for some reason, Blazing Sun is is much more famous uh -huh. than Dark Waters. And if you if you ask me, I I. Dark Waters, Dark Waters is one of my least favorite Shaheen films. Why? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I just don't know. It's uh, maybe part of it because, uh, I mean, personally, I don't like Ahmed Ramzi, the other guy, uh -huh. uh, the, the rich guy, the son of the rich guy. Uh -huh. But uh, I never enjoyed Dark Waters as much as I did like Blazing Sun and Cairo Station yeah. and the other films. And it, it never went down in Egyptian cinema history as one of the, the great films, like, yes. uh, like the other ones. Well, it's not. I mean... So even, even, yeah, even, even in, in 1996, uh, at the occasion of uh, 100 years of Egyptian cinema, uh, a huge uh, uh, poll, if you, can, if you can call it a poll, a huge poll was made amongst cinema critics. Uh, to try and make a list of the 100 best films uh, uh, in 100 years of Egyptian cinema. Wow. And not surprisingly, Shaheen topped the list with 12 films. Wow. But none of them, none of them was uh, Dark Waters. So don't get me wrong, because I, I also don't think that Dark Waters is a great masterpiece of the cinema. But I think it is a very entertaining film with two great stars, yeah, and it it kind of works as a melodrama. It has exotic locations. It's quite sexy, and I can't I can't imagine it not being popular. You know, it's like you would think that those would be the ingredients to make for box office success, you know? for kind of commercial success at least. Though you know, yeah, I, yeah, I mean it is not like no, it's it's, it's not I mean it's it's not as yeah it's not as 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 the, as uh, uh, blazing sun. Mm -hmm. I can definitely tell you Blazing Sun is, is part of our collective Egyptian me right. memory, okay. but uh, uh, not Dark Waters. Okay, very, use <laughs> very useful to know. Uh, you know, some, some, some films are, 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 are luckier than others. Yes. So, um, uh, okay, very uh, interesting. So now uh, you were going to talk yeah, and then, about his run of films after that. Yeah, yeah so uh, I called them the turn of the decade films. And these were made, these are four films, which uh, you haven't seen, unfortunately. Uh, that were made in 1959, 1960, and uh, 1961. Um, the first one is Forever Love in 1959. Uh -huh. And uh, this is my favorite of the four. Uh -huh. And it is, uh, again, a, a crime thriller with a touch of melodrama. And um, it's quite interesting, actually, again, uh, with uh, a murder and uh, a love story in between and um, a bit of politics as well. So it's um it's an interesting film. I think uh, it's worth it's really really worth seeing. Uh -huh. uh, but again, Shaheen, really. So so that's the first one. And then the second one is in in your hands, uh -huh. which is not a really significant film. Third one is uh, Lovers Call, nineteen sixty, um, and that one is a nice film as well. It's about uh, a belly dancer who um, again. Um, gets involved in a murder and she has to leave uh, the town where she lives and works and then she um, goes incognito into another town where she falls in love with somebody um, and then some events take place um, and then the last film 1961 uh, which is uh, uh, a man in my life uh -huh. uh, to translate to that um, again um, these four films uh, uh, you can't really consider them I mean 
uh, even Shaheen himself really didn't consider them to be some of his best works. But even then, even then, there's still there's a there's something Shaheen about them. Right. Uh, when you compare them to other films uh, of the time, uh, they're still much much better than uh, mm. than 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 films made. Uh, 1959, 1960, around that, around that time. So are these like popular genre films? Are they romances and comedies and, yeah? Uh, because, yeah. Th so they are, and I, I, no, we've not seen any of them, but they are the sandwich, so to speak, between Jamila, yeah, which is, is a, I think it's a great film, and Saladin, yeah, which, you know, again, I think it's a great film. So, so it's in, and but you know, there's a leap between. I think I think you could argue that Jamila and Saladin are both political films in very different ways, right? You know, one is a protest film, the other one is almost a film about the nation itself, really, like a, you know, an epic film, the way that you know Charlton Heston was making in Hollywood, but about you know a, an Arab nation, really. Uh, uh, so, um, but it's interesting that between these two films, you have this popular genre cinema. Yeah, that's just an observation. I I, I don't know if you. Yeah, yeah, it was, it it, it was it, he had to to earn money, yeah. so uh, he started doing films, not the way he liked to do, but uh, the way the market wanted and the way cinema goers wanted and producers wanted. Mm. And they're still great. They, I mean, when you get to see them, they're still very good movies, yeah. but um, he, he didn't like them as much. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'd like, I'd like to, to see them, really. Um, now this brings us up to Saladin, yeah? Yeah, Saladin. And Saladin was, Saladin was a, a, a turning point in Shaheen's career. Um, and he was not first... Uh, he was not the director to do it, uh, to, sp to first speak with. It was uh, going to be directed by uh, another di Egyptian director called Azadine Zulfukar. Uh, and he had already started working on everything, uh, working on the set, and but they hadn't started filming yet. And suddenly he falls very sick um, and he asks Shaheen to do it. Uh, even though his brother was a director and who really wanted to do it. But he still preferred to give it to Shaheen. And uh, Saladin, as I told you in the in last week's uh, our, our, our conversation last week, Saladin is one of these films that nobody in Egypt hadn't seen. And it's, it's, it's I, I remember when growing up, it was one of the most uh, shown films in Egyptian TV. And even to the extent that many of the lines used in the film many of the script lines have become engraved in our popular culture, in our daily life, uh, you know, the daily life sentences that uh, Egyptians use. Give me some examples. Uh, yeah, so there is the, uh, a very, the most famous of them was, uh, you remember Virginia, so one of the, one of the uh, Christian uh, queens was called Virginia, um, and there is this part where he, uh, the other, the older guy, the uh, older Christian prince, who tells her Virginia, Gamila uh, Gamilat, which means the beauty of the beauties. Uh -huh. So um, yeah, th this is like Gamila al Gamilat, beauty of the beauties has become really uh, a line that is always used, uh -huh. uh, Egyptians always <laughs> use. And then there is the other, uh, when, when the same guy went to her tent uh, one night uh, to, to, uh, to try and strike a deal with her, uh, and then she refuses him. Uh, 
so he as he goes out of the tent he tells her uh, something along the lines of in a night that is uh, much less beautiful than tonight you will come begging you will come to my tent begging and then i will just refuse you so again this is one of the uh, the 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 lines that egyptians will always i mean i mean use it it has become one of these lines you know that that uh, kind of engraved in in the popular culture uh, and many others actually from that film and from other shaheen films as well uh, and and that's part of how shaheen influenced egyptians and the egyptian culture uh, in a way that many egyptians don't even realize yes. Uh, many Egyptians would know these uh, phrases yeah. and lines. Many Egyptians would know certain scenes from certain films, certain uh, pieces of music and certain songs. And they don't even realize, they wouldn't even realize that these are from Shaheen songs, uh, Shaheen films. And uh, that's what makes him really, uh, really great. And um, it probably, not probably, I mean, definitely the, the greatest Egyptian film director. So we move on and... Uh, uh, and then we go uh, so after Saladin he does uh, Dawn of a New Day and then Anjour uh, Lunil uh, and we've talked about these um, and then he goes and does uh, The Land yes. in 1969 1970 I think, I think The Land is one of the great masterpieces of cinema actually I saw absolutely it for, I saw it for the first time in Bologna you know uh, the, the Cinema Ritrovato Festival in Bologna had a retrospective of Shaheen films about two or three years ago, which is how I first encountered Shaheen's work. Uh, and, you know, for someone who didn't know Shaheen, that was the first film of his that I saw. And you come out of the cinema thinking, how come I didn't know this filmmaker, right? Because it was just so, so great, really. So tell me, a, give me a bit of background. Tell me more about The Land. Yeah. So the land is again, yeah, as you said, it's one of these masterpieces of Egyptian cinema, and that of uh, world um, cinema, I think the land. I, I I think so. I agree. I I fully agree. And in that list, I told you about the 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 best one hundred films. Um, it ranks as the uh, the second, uh-huh. uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I What's actually the have first? the style. Oh yeah, so the first is a is a film from nineteen thirty nine called Al Azima, the, the the determination. Okay. So uh, it's not a Shaheen film, uh-huh. but uh, it's 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 quite important for other reasons. I'll I'll, I'll tell you about that okay. later on maybe. So the land is uh, is one of these films that that again everybody knows, and it's one of the few films that actually were a box office success when they were first when it was first shown mm-hmm. in nineteen seventy. Uh, which is quite strange to Shaheen cinema because by that time he was already used to uh, having making films that that just make no money. Mm. <laughs> so, and uh, the land is really a microcosm of Egyptian society. Uh, I wouldn't be even exaggerating if I said it was a microcosm of of humanity as a whole, because in the land you see all types of characters. You see the 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 rash. You see the the the, the courageous. You see uh, Abu Suleim who 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 wants to stick to his land and who doesn't want it to to um, to go. F- he doesn't want to give up his land. And uh, then you see Sheikh Yusuf, the the merchant who uses the the who would use any opportunity to make profit even on the expense of the 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 village uh, people. And his his neighbors and his friends and his lifelong companions, 
and then you see uh, uh, the other guy who comes f straight from Cairo to 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 try and help them, but then he manages to strike a deal at the last second and save his land and quit the place and just leave them to to face their uh, their, their destiny and, and face the uh, the landlord and uh, and the road that he wants to build. And in doing that, and even though it takes place in a very localized setting in one uh, in an Egyptian small village uh, in the 1930s, he somehow manages to 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 make it really addressing everybody. It addresses you living in Britain. It addresses somebody living in Latin America. It, it's 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 do it's 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 a perfect example of when you do something when you plunge so deep in locality or being local but you end up doing something that is Universal. entirely humanistic and uh, of of a, of a global nature and that's why uh, i think anybody who so, who sees the land would uh, would uh, identify with it and, uh, and 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 recognize the feelings and uh, the 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 motive and 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 what was being said and of course you know the historical context of of the film that film was based on a, on an, on a novel that was written in uh, 19 that was published first published in 1956 no. just following the 1952 revolution and um, it was done in 1969 just following the six six days war defeat in 1967 yes. And part of it is, part of it is, uh, uh, a, how do you call it? A cry on 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 what happened to Egypt and the, the land that Egyptians lost in Sinai at the time, and uh, it's a metaphor and it's an uh, allegory to um, to that, uh, and it's it's uh, part of the they call it the trio of defeat. Uh, and it's it's the first film in the in the tray of or the trilogy of defeat. Uh, I think you've talked about this with Michael yes. in, um, in in I your podcast. I think the question was why did we lose this war when everybody kept telling us that we would win it? Yeah, kind of. Yes. I think that was exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, so 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 the land. I mean. You see the 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 community and the society that he describes in the land, and even today, fifty years later, uh, you can still in in your everyday life you can still see these characters that he skillfully managed to put on screen, uh, the liar, the, uh, the 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 rash boy, the the the, the I mean all the characters that uh, that he's put there. Uh, so it's it's really and and again uh, this is one of the films that has really left uh, uh, a very uh, long uh, lasting impact on Egyptians. Uh, one of the lines uh, that is in the film, the one uh, the scene where they roll in the house, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, a very long uh, sequence takes place when Muhammad Abu Suleim was talking about their previous memories and how they stood together. In the in the revolution of nineteen nineteen, again this line is has become really a staple. Probably this is the most famous line in Egyptian cinema, and uh, that's when he says, uh, "We were men and we stood like men," 
And how did you do this? How did you do? We did this, we did that, we did that. Do you know why? Because we were men and we stood like men. We did this, we did this and this and this because we were men and we stood like men. So this, uh, this line uh, has really become, um, I think it's the most famous line in Egyptian cinema. And, uh, almost nobody, uh, almost everybody knows about it yeah. uh, in Egypt. I, even uh, I, re so, I remember it from watching the film. Yeah, yeah that was a uh, yeah. It was a long scene actually. It was a long full scene, like a long shot, uh, and it's I think it's the master scene in 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 this film. So it's it's really an an epic film, and um, and the 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 way uh, it was the way the way it was filmed, the way the camera moves, and the 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 music in the film is just absolutely amazing. The music was composed by. Ali Ismail, who was uh, a composer at the time and who uh, is responsible for many of Shaheen's uh, film music. And uh, the, the, the music itself is, uh, is also very famous and uh, it kind of conveys the, the air of melancholy and, uh, the, you know, the, the, it really sets the tone when you, at the very beginning of the film, when you see the, the, the names coming down and uh, you hear the music it uh, and and the lyrics of the music is 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 very uh, strong it says um, if the land is thirsty we uh, we would give it our, our blood. blood yes i remember that as well yeah <laughs> yeah uh, and that's uh, something that we have to do or something like that uh, so that tomorrow it will uh, produce wealth and uh, yeah, something along these lines. So it's a uh, it's a magnificent film. It's a, it's a really epic film. It's such a great film because it has so many different perspectives. So on the one hand, it's about agrarian movements that pretty much the whole world has gone through in the twentieth century. Yeah, kind of repatriation of the land, or you know, the lying land for some people for the state or richer individuals. Right. So. It recounts a history. At the same time, it has an analysis. It's for, it's on the side of poor people, <laughs> of the victims, right? Yeah. And on the other hand, it fleshes out everything, you know, within all of these social relationships and three-dimensional characters that everybody feels they know. Yeah, they are like people one knows in life, right? You know, so I think the film combines all of those things you know, in a way that films very rarely do. Yeah, they either do one or the other or the other, but it's very rare to have all of those things combined, you know, in one film, uh, in a way that feels dramatic and, that you know, poetic and doesn't feel preachy. Yeah, it's not like, you know, it's, it's, it's a movie that has an analysis, but you don't feel it's a message movie, yeah? Uh, in, yes, yeah. exactly. So, um, anyway. So go on. Sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah, so th and then we we uh, yeah no it's fine. And then we go on to the choice, mm. which you haven't seen. Uh, the choice was uh, recently restored, and it will be shown at the Red Sea Film Festival next uh, this this November. Okay. So hopefully, uh, so of course it will be subtitled, and hopefully you will be able to see it. Yes, we okay, will be wonderful. able to to see the restored version of it. Yeah, and the choice is one of his most important films, actually, and um, uh, it's a psychological thriller about uh, a murder and uh, uh, somebody, uh, a writer who 
suffers from double personality and schizophrenia. So it's um, it's it's not an easy film to. It's not a very accessible film. You might need to maybe see it a few times just to to understand the, the different plot lines and um, it's it's of course as 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 always in Shaheen films it's uh, it's nonlinear, so um, but I think it's one of his most important films and again it's a kind of an indictment to uh, the Egyptian society and how it was that led to the defeat of nineteen sixty seven and uh, how. The uh, intelligentsia, the Egyptian intelligentsia, uh, uh, where he finds them guilty. He actually uh, directs a clear accusation at the Egyptian intelligentsia of uh, having a role and being part of that defeat by not standing up to, to, to the principles and by uh, uh, giving in uh, freedom uh, in return for uh, false security and, and empty bravado. And uh, and which eventually led to the defeat in nineteen sixty seven. So I really uh, wish that uh, very soon you will be watching this film and uh, and talking about it. So I I I won't say any any more about that because I I really don't want to spoil it for you. Okay, <laughs> so, thank you. Yeah, and then we move on to uh, again one of his uh, most one of his most famous ones, especially when it comes to the name of the film. Uh, return of the Prod- prodigal son uh, but i wouldn't say that it's uh, as loved as uh, the land or cairo station or blazing sun uh, because it's a little bit less accessible than them uh, there isn't uh, you, you don't get the you know, egyptians love melodrama yeah. so you don't get that touch of melodrama in uh, in in the, the prodigal son and uh, uh, you get this family tragedy and uh, the 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 labor thing with the, the the going on on in the factory and everything and again it's um, part of it is an allegory to how the new generation the, the like the old generation is a lost generation that has caused us a lot of trouble that has uh, caused us defeat mm. and that we need to move on to the to the new generation and uh, hand on the the flag to a generation that might uh, that 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 are actually uh, shown at the end of the movie going to Alexandria and Alexandria and Shaheen's universe is the symbol of everything that is good that is uh, yes. neat and uh, and beautiful. So uh, th- yeah, so I I I know you you liked this film and you actually yeah you uh, you compared it to Tennessee Williams, which was very interesting. Yes. Uh- well, do you see that comparison, or do you think that that's... Yes, no, no, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely, uh, even uh, Jean Steinbeck, actually, uh, <laughs> Grapes of Wrath, so... Um, so, um, now, I don't know if, if this is, so, you know, Alexandria Y, we've talked about very much, but do you want to say anything about an Egyptian story and, and Adieu Bonaparte? Adieu Bonaparte, I think... You know, is is a key film that we need to talk about more, but uh, an Egyptian story. Yeah, an Egyptian story is. Uh, it's it's the second one in his uh, in the trilogy. It's uh, again part of where he he pours out his his emotions, his feelings, and he just uh, exposes his his childhood, his and his youth, 
uh, and uh, channels out his frustration and uh, he was a very frustrated guy most for most of his life yes. so, <laughs> and uh, it's one of the, the it's one of the better films so it's, it's one of the films that uh, that I like and um, the way he actually filmed the stage he the 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 trial inside his chest and uh, regardless of the shoddy uh, 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 special effects of of 1982 but uh, but but yeah but not not much about it i think it's uh, it, it's one of the, the the films that really went uh, without that much recognition even though i think it's one of one of his good films one of I the, the films cin- that i really like cinematically speaking it's an incredibly daring film yeah yeah, uh, I mean that yeah. scene that you talk about. It's almost a moment of surrealist flight in the middle of the film. You know, I mean, you have to be a filmmaker yeah. who's in great command of the medium to be able to do things like that. Really, yeah, it's almost like kind of you know a trial in a dreamscape. Yeah, that kind of um, you know requires a flight of, of a leap of faith on the part of the audience. Really, so. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I remember you guys in the in the podcast on Egyptian story. You compared it to another. Uh, what was the 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 other film that you compared it to, which had a similar setting? All that jazz has. Yeah, all that jazz. Uh, but uh, th- so the story behind this film is quite interesting, uh, because first it was an idea by Yusuf Idris, and Yusuf Idris is uh, an Egyptian novelist. He's, uh, he's not as known internationally as Naguib Mahfouz, uh, but he's, uh, in Egypt he's, he's very well known. Um, and Yusuf Idris was a friend of Shaheen, and um, he had this idea of... So the initial idea, and it, it was years before, it was years before 1982. So I'm not sure if Yusuf Idris had taken that idea from all the jazz or not, but the initial idea was Yusuf, Idris, uh, Yusuf Idris's idea, and the initial thinking about the film was to make Yusuf Idris's life, not Shaheen's life. But uh, uh, so they they met together and uh, they had uh, several sessions of brainstorming, which were actually recorded on tape. Uh, and I, I had read a transcript of parts of these recordings. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that. What yeah, so they were actually talking about uh, trying to, to make a full decoupage of... of of the actual scenes, um, and then they, uh, so uh, yeah, so so Yusuf Idris had also gone through a heart surgery at the time, and uh, he was uh, telling Shaheen his experience with that, uh, going to into in depth details to the extent of actually like telling him I, I I did not think I was going to make it, um, so before the. Uh, before surgery, before going to the hospital, I went and I bought uh, pajamas. So I thought about buying just one pajama because that's uh, that's what I need. And then I came, I went back again and I bought three because if I'm going to die, so why do I care about saving money anyway? Uh, so, And then they, uh, they started working on the idea, trying to formulate it and uh, describing the scenes that you actually, that you later saw in the film with, in the hospital and the, uh, the the nurses and doctors wearing uh, all in green and um, but at some point and this is very usual with Shaheen by the way they they uh, they started fighting 
uh, about how to make things. So he wanted Shaheen wanted to have a full exposure of of his life of 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 Idris's Yusuf Idris's life because this was this film was to be on Yusuf Idris at the very beginning, and uh, Yusuf just Yusuf Idris couldn't couldn't take that. He told him no. I I just I'm not that daring. I can't expose my life the way you want me to do. Um, and then they they split up. Uh, they stopped working on the project, and it was uh, kept in the drawers for a couple of years until Shaheen just decided, okay, so fine. If it's not going to be Yusuf Idris's life, I'm going to make it my life. So he goes to the he goes to him. He tells him that I'm going to to take your your idea. I'm going to st- steal your idea and and uh, uh, make it on my life instead. Uh, and they they reach some sort of arrangement where everybody is happy so uh, that, that, and that's why uh, you find the first uh, the first line of credit at the beginning of the movie it says an idea by Yusuf Idris so it's just the initial idea but otherwise it's uh, it's it's all about Shaheen's life and um, how he met his wife and of course it's uh, not entirely accurate but it uh, more or less um, gives you a, a, a recap of uh, Shaheen's life and his youth and as he uh, and and he fo- so he focuses there on a few films on of course you've seen the the the, the scenes from uh, and and that was part of one of the amazing things about the film is the, that sequence where he's actually filming Cairo station and uh, so he's filming a film inside the film and then that that was amazing and that's how he creates this whole Shaheen universe yeah. um putting things inside things and uh, having recurrent uh, characters in, in films, uh, in different films. And I'll come, this is something that I want to, to actually talk about uh, later on. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so uh, so that's about Egyptian story. That's, uh... I, um, I think the next film to talk about logically would be Adieu Bonaparte. But I think we're going to need mm-hmm. a third part <laughs> to this conversation. <laughs> so what I'd like is if you could talk a little bit about destiny, yeah, because, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, of Dalida, obviously, and maybe wrap up, so we'll, tonight we'll talk about destiny and wrap up this chapter, and then we'll, we'll continue next week, beginning with Adieu Bonaparte onwards. So te- Okay, great. Tell me... So you actually, you actually mean the sixth day, not destiny. Ah, sorry, the sixth day, yeah. Yeah, with the, with the, with the leader. With Dalida, yeah. Yeah, uh, so uh, there are two stories to how Dalida, Dalida was cast there. Uh, I don't think we'll ever know the, the, the real version, but uh, well, first, there are two stories. For, you know, because many of our listeners will not know who, who Dalida... Well, I always say Dalida <laughs> because, you know, I grew up in Quebec and she was a big star, yeah, in, in the yeah. French-speaking... <laughs> and it was always Dalida. So, yeah, uh, so tell us, you know, who... Who who what does she represent in Egyptian culture rather than in European you know, culture? Who, yeah. who is she? So Dalida Dalida is an, is is she was an Egyptian uh, singer of Italian descent. She grew up in a neighborhood in Cairo called Shubra, which is a, a microcosm of the universe, really Shubra Shubra, and. Uh, it's one of these uh, very cosmopolitan neighborhoods of Cairo, middle class, mm-hmm. uh, but very cosmopolitan. Uh, and um, she uh, she didn't have that much of a career in Egypt because early on she moved to, to Europe where she started uh, becoming famous. Uh, but she's, she's always had a connection with Egypt. 
and um, one of her songs uh, which is Helwa uh, Yabaladi is is still played in Egypt up till today it's uh, again one of these um, films uh, one of these songs that everybody knows so Dalida is is quite popular in Egypt it, she was quite popular at the time and even until until now she's she's popular and her her specifically that particular song is is very well known so uh, the story goes is that Shaheen for that role so what Shaheen said when because the film the film was not a success and uh, if you ask me what is the weakest link in this film i would hands down tell you dalida is the weakest link <laughs> yeah maybe you didn't uh, uh, recognize that because for you it's it's all in arabic and you're just reading subtitles yes. but the way she speaks is absolutely not egyptian is absolutely foreigner foreign the way she speaks the way she looks is foreign and she's supposed to be cast in the role of this uh, egyptian woman from uh, low class egyptian woman who's actually works uh, 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 washing clothes clothes in in uh, for rich people's in, in rich people's house mm. houses and uh, dalida is just not, not the person to do such a role it's uh, she 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 speaks very broken arabic uh-huh. very broken egyptian uh, you instantly recognize that she is foreign she's not egyptian and i think that was a huge part of why the film was not a success ah. yes so when when con- when confronted with that shaheen said i had no other choice because i couldn't find any other egyptian actress who wanted to do the role because this is the role of an old lady a grand a grandmother and nobody wanted to do it so at first he cast fatan hamama uh-huh. who was okay at first with doing it but then and that's according to shaheen but then she um, she then uh, had changed her mind she had second thoughts and then he asked suat husni to to uh, to do it and suat husni is uh, probably the most famous uh, egyptian uh, actress of that time actresses of, of of that time but then again she had second thoughts and she also changed her mind and then dalida was a good friend of him and she always wanted to do a film with him and then um, Uh, they met somewhere while he was working on 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 the script and he just thought fine that's let's try and, and and have her there and and she accepted the the offer to me that's so that's shaheen's to me that's interesting i'm i i i'm not sure i believe it right because by this point and correct me if i'm wrong but you know wasn't shaheen already working with a french production company with access to french funds uh and european funds in fact and i would always have imagined that uh dalida would have been a key casting yeah that you know dalida was like the key in a way of you know a european distribution of the film because she was just such a big star and such an icon that i can't imagine the film being made with that production without her yeah Or, or do you... exactly you hit this you hit the spot exactly uh, um, Shaheen started uh, doing films with uh, uh, with France since uh, Adieu Bonaparte mm. so the sixth day was a co-production with with uh, with France and that's the other story which I think is more credible uh, and it goes that he had cast uh, uh, an Egyptian 
actress Mohsena Tawfiq. Mohsena Tawfiq is the actress who played his mother in Alexandria Y and also the mother in Adieu Bonaparte. So she was cast for that role and she started preparing for it and everything and then suddenly she wakes up one morning reading the news. She finds the news that Dalida is is working with Shaheen on his new film. And and I think that's that's more Shaheen and that's that's more logic. Uh, because he he really thought that having Dalida there would uh, sell his film better in in Europe, which didn't happen. So uh, I think it was uh, it 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 was a lost opportunity really. But uh, but otherwise it's it's quite an interesting film. And uh, 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 again, I told you in the in the previous episode that uh, his initial intention was to have this as a prequel to Cairo Station and uh, have us get the background story of of uh, Kenawi from Cairo Station, uh, but Mohsen refused to do it. Um, and uh, so he had to do it the way he did it. And uh, part of it is, is, is also about uh, Palestine and uh, the, uh, the 19... The, the, so the, the film takes place in 1947 uh, during the cholera epidemic of the time, uh, uh, which was a very significant event in Egyptian history at the time. Um, and also uh, just before uh, the uh, declaration of the State of Israel in 1948 and the uh, the, 19, the war of 1948. Um, so that was part of Shaheen's uh, take on, 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 on that particular issue. And again, you see here that uh, when the kid gets ill, he gets the, the, the cholera, she, she wants to take him to Alexandria. Again, this is a recurring theme. Alexandria is always where uh, the end the 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 end destination yeah. where we want to go to to uh, to go to college we want to go to uh, uh, get uh, uh, get cured from cholera and uh, so uh, and I'm, I'm I'm from I'm, I was born in Alexandria uh-huh. actually so uh, I share a, a town with, with Shaheen so uh, 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 also Part, one of the interesting things that uh, that you guys talked about on this film and on other films is um, the act the the dancing scenes in Shaheen's films and uh, and how you think he some of them are made in a, a bit amateurish and uh, uh, like for example on 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 in this film you mentioned you talked about the scene uh, not the first song with uh, the children and the monkey but the other yes. one where he is like uh, on a stage and um, and and then also in Alexandria again and uh, forever you talked about that scene where he was dancing with uh, with Amr in um, in a stage that was supposedly Berlin mm. uh, and I, I kind of disagree with you here because okay. part of part of that is intentional actually I think I mean that's my take I think because he obviously can can do outdoor shootings when he's doing his dances and songs but part of it is his love for the stage so he likes to do uh, to film in because obviously that's not that's not berlin and he doesn't want us really to think that this is berlin but more but this is kind of like a a stage where he uh, also uh, makes a nod to 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 his love of the stage and his uh, yes but we, his, his his appreciation of the reason why we wondered is because in his early films, he sometimes has musical numbers with like beautiful dancing and singing and, you know, the production, right? So, so I suppose 
you know, that it led us to think that, yes, it has to be intentional in a way, but why, right? Because, you know, if you love musicals like he does, right, and you see all these homages to uh, MGM musicals, you know, the dancing is itself an expressive form. Yeah, you could use that dancing to say something in the middle of the mise-en-scene and saying something else. So why that amateurishness, yeah? So I think I think part of it is 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 being imperfect, you know, the the imperfections of being a human and uh, and that that was part of the way he thought he thinks actually, he thought. Um but also part of it I would agree with you that part of it is maybe budget, maybe not being able to have a, a better choreographer. But uh, but but he he had done it before, so yes. uh, maybe age. I I'm not really sure. <laughs> anyway, it it was, it was you know a kind of an irritation actually because you know there's there's so much beauty in the film and you know and you can tell the care that's been given to the mise en scène, yeah, even to the backgrounds and you know the camera movements, yeah. So to have all of that be a setting or a focus for something so amateurish <laughs> is a question like yeah. why you know I, I, yeah. yeah it's like he did, uh, I, either he thought it brought some charm or he or he thought it wasn't important i can't believe he thought it wasn't important i think it's a i think it's a bit of both maybe i i think we'll never know yeah. But anyway, so uh, so yeah, just uh, before we end, uh, going back to the sixth day. Uh-huh. Um, so unfortunately, the film was not a success. Uh, Dalida ended up committing suicide uh, just a year later. Uh, at that time, um, uh, some uh, Egyptian newspapers claimed that she committed suicide because because of the film's uh, failure. Uh, I don't think that's true because she had she had she had much much bigger problems than that, and the other sad story about uh, this film is that um, the child, who uh, who dies at the end of, of of the film, he continues to work with Shaheen in his he continued to work with Shaheen in, in his later films until until actually his his very last film in two thousand and seven, within in small roles um, he had a small role in Chaos his the last film. Uh, but the guy passed away in 2018 uh, with a stroke. Uh, he 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 was watching the uh, Egypt versus Uruguay uh, match in the World Cup in the 2018 World Cup. Uh, he got too much agitated and he got a stroke and he passed away. So at at the, at the age of 30 something. That's, so that's uh, amazing. You know, and yeah. uh, you know, forgive me. I mean, kind of, I, I giggled a little bit, and you know, the idea is just the excitement that football gives <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, but anyway this is a perfect note uh, to end on though we are going to have to continue the conversation so uh, we will continue it next week thank you Hussein for everything really and you know kind of again absolutely a pleasure for, for a wonderful conversation uh, so we are the Youssef Shaheen podcast Richard Lane will return shortly uh and the only reason why he's not with us today is because editing amongst three different things becomes so difficult right so i'm sure that richard is missed certainly he's missed by me and certainly i'm sure you know he would have liked to have been part of this conversation uh but he will continue uh uh in subsequent podcasts and we will also continue 
with Hussein、uh, next week. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.